join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. Airs! Oh my god. <clears throat> so, all right, another Po Talks. And I am joined by I guess one of the most controversial people on our network, Cripple Cody. How's it going, my friend? Hello, my good friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh getting ready for this next week. It's gonna be Christmas week and what a what a goddamn gift we're giving these people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, an unfiltered uh, conversation with the yeah. crew. Yeah, I, I think. Hey, I, I thought this idea was great. I have no problem admitting this was my initial idea. Yeah, I, pitch, I pitched it to you, and you were okay with it. And I, I have been enjoying the po talks. I, uh, you know, I, I think like because at first I was a little worried that like the hot <laughs> seat and uh, po talks would be kind of similar, but yeah. it's not. Like we, ha- we both have our own unique flavors of how we interview people and I like it. So, you know, you, you more the serious kind of interviewer and I'm kind of more like, let's just talk about the dumbest, wildest shit we can, you know what I mean? So, and I was thinking like, man, like I, I'd like to be on a Potox episode. Yeah. I pitched the, uh, the theme to you of cold couch and kind of making fun of my hot seat. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you burn them up and I'll cool them off. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You down. So yeah, thank you oh, for doing this. No, man, my my pleasure. It's been a long time coming. I know other people want to uh, sit down with me. I, uh, of course, people on the network. I talk to anybody. I'm going to kind of lean more towards uh, YouTube creators and stuff because they're more accessible. Uh, if I do get some directors and actors or actress, you know, actor or whatever, then I'll take them. Uh, I've had musicians on too. I love talking to them about. Cause that's one of my passions. I mean, I love, I love music. I listen to everything. I mean, uh, like literally everything I listen to Tejano. I'll listen to freaking, <laughs> you know, Irish folk music. And then I'll turn around and I'll listen to cannibal corpse. I listen to like, I listen to everything. I'm not just saying that I do. I listen to a lot of shit. I, uh, I love cannibal corpse and it's like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one of those people that buys CDs or anything like that, but I I just love li- watching their music because their music videos are like short horror films in a lot of yeah. ways. A lot of them are. And uh, and and a lot of people say, well, they they all their songs sound the same. Yes, I get it. That is a legitimate uh, critique of Cannibal Corpse, and I'm fine with it. You know, um, but yeah, I love death metal. Um, but you're right. I also. We'll occasionally listen to something else. You know, when I get in the car with Berlia, obviously we're going to be listening to rap and I don't mind it. I, I don't mind it at all because it opens up my mind to new things. And uh, me, oh God, me and her, have, me and her have this inside joke 
And I want to preface this with me and my close black friend. We have this inside joke that she finds just as funny as I do. We have this inside joke that uh, whenever we get in her car, we like to listen, as we both call it, old school nigga nigga music. <laughs> and, and we throw on something. Um, let's see. We like that uh, Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. Oh, dude, that was huge when I was in high school. That was uh, huge. Yeah. We... Uh, we like to listen to that um, that one song. I like the way you work it. No dinkity, that song. I like the yeah. backing it up. You know, so just, um, you know, back when rap was good, in my opinion, back in the 90s, you know. <laughs> so. No, 90. And, you know, talking about all this stuff that we're talking about, I miss those times, you know, like. You had, uh, I really miss going to the damn music store and looking at all the CDs. I, I, I would, me and, uh, me and my buddy, that's what we did when we were in junior high. We'd go to the mall and we'd go to the music store and it was called Camelot Music. And we'd go in there and we just rifle through CDs. And that's how we got to know like different bands. Like we, it was kind of like going to the video store, like we've talked about a million times before. You look at the cover and then you grab it. Well, that's what we would do at the CD store, you know, like, oh, man, that's a wicked cover, dude. Like, let's check it out and see if we'll like it. And, of course, sometimes we'd end up with absolute crap and there goes 10 bucks, you know. But And, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of remember when we were kids. Well, you're a little bit older than I am, but uh, yeah. when I was a kid. I'd go to these video stores and the whole I don't know if I even told this story before, but the whole the, the way that I got into horror movies is because growing up, my parents were cheap pieces of shit for the most part. So we'd go to the video store and they'd always say like, well, we can't rent you the, 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 you know, the expensive new releases for seven ninety nine. You can get yourself a 99 cent movie for, you know, and what were the ones that were available for 99 cents? The horror movies, the older horror yeah. movies. So in the late nineties, I I think that was around the time because I'd be like nine or 10 around that time. Um, I'd go and that's where I got introduced to nightmare on Elm street, Friday the 13th, all the classics, Halloween. Um, I think, and then there was a couple of randos that I would find, but yeah, it was based off of the cover art uh, on the VHS box. You know, and you, like you said, you'd find some of them and they'd be winners with <laughs> the hidden gems, but then you'd get some of the others and bring them home and ah, shit. So, um, I know you mentioned your parents and everything, like other cheap pieces of shit, but like, what did, what did your parents do? Like, was your mom a stay at home mom or she was like all over the place? What did your dad do for, I mean, what did they do for money? Yeah. Um, honest to God, all, almost all of my childhood, teenage years and early adult, my mom and dad just pretty much sold drugs to, to really? make money. Wow. Yeah, well, that was part of it. And then the other part was they were using my uh, supplemental security income. So, and, and then uh, what, let's see, around 2011, how would I, how old I would I have been in 2011? Let me oh, think. shit. I don't know. How old are you now? You're in your 30s. Oh, I, 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 was born, I was born in November of 86. So, oh, okay. yeah, what was I in my early, I was like 23, 24, and 25. Yeah. Well, anyway, around that time, I started really because i over time i started really getting good with math and then i realized like you know i there's no fucking reason why my mom should be my payee because by this point i was realizing that 
my it wasn't adding up. Where's my money? You know, uh, we paid the bills, we paid this, paid that, but you're telling me there's only like forty dollars left for whatever I want for the no. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. So around 2011, I started telling my mother, like, listen, we're gonna go down to Social Security office, and no matter if you like it or not, like, I, I'm gonna tell them that you know I'm mentally capable of uh handling my own money which i are i was i probably was capable by the time i graduated high school honestly um and yeah and then uh i took over i took over my own cash i opened up my own bank account without my mom or my dad's name on it so i could you know uh financially uh stabilize everything that i can yeah then i noticed uh, within the next couple of months after I did that, then, you know, them two, they started fighting more. They started arguing more. And I think, you know, she never really came out and said it, but I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, well, we don't have that backup money from our disabled son. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, the way it worked was um, my mom, and I don't think she did it on purpose, but she got hurt a couple of times uh she hurt her back a couple of times throughout her life and she did go through a lot of complications giving birth to me and i'm sure we'll get into all that in a second but uh you know there was a lot of complications and then there for a little while she couldn't afford even because okay you got to go back back to 1986 and ohio and we are you guys to step because you guys buried ohio on the last near duels you son of a bitch but <laughs> in all serious, i agree actually with everything you guys said about ohio but back in 86 there wasn't any um there was hardly any disabled people in 86 in ohio enough to where you know there is plans in place and backup plans so there for a little bit my mom didn't even have a proper stroller to put me in that that could be adapted to the way my body so when i was born i i still to this day can't bend my arms at all but when i was born i also couldn't bend my legs so you if you try to imagine putting a baby in you 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 make your baby bend their legs a little bit to get their legs through the stroll you know what i mean they couldn't do that that with me so for a while my mom had to carry me um all throughout the first year of my life almost from what i heard man uh the first couple of months of my life i had actually uh medically died a couple of different times when i was born i had a sleep apnea if if i'm saying it wrong or say it right Uh, it was something to do with when i would fall asleep i would stop breathing yeah that's exactly what it is yeah and so it drove my mom insane you know and Mm -hmm. i I get it. It drove her insane. She kind of went off the deep end emotionally and she started doing drugs after I was born. You can only imagine how difficult that is for me to handle sometimes when I think about it. Oh yeah. Um, she's, you know, she, her main drug is pills because she hurt her back a lot, carrying me around all the time. And then plus there was this one day and it wasn't anybody's fault from what I know. It it was just a freak accident. We were all sitting on this picnic table at, at, on my property at at our house because we have a huge backyard where I live. Um, I mean, I could probably throw fucking parties in my backyard. It's so huge, but um, we were all sitting on it. And one of the legs gave out on the picnic table and we all fell and my mom caught me. And so I didn't get hurt, but her back fell right 
on the edge of the fucking table somehow. Oh, shit. It fucked her up bad. And then, you know what I mean? And if it wasn't already bad enough that she was doing pills and then she started going on that harder stuff, she started doing crack cocaine and, oh, and stuff like that. And um, my dad, when I was born, because again, Ohio, 86, there was no warnings ahead of time that I was going to be born the way that I was. Yeah. So they, up to the moment that I was coming out, everyone thought I was just going to be a normal, healthy baby boy, you know, and that type of shit. And then I came out looking like I did. <laughs> um, my mom said one of the nurses looked her square in the eyes and suggested ma'am, we can take care of this on the down low and we will just say it was an wow. Yeah, if you want, if you don't want it, this burden, we can we can take care of it. Yeah, that's what, that's what my mom said. Holy um, shit. And to her credit, she said, fuck you, that's my son, I'm gonna take care of him. Um, <laughs> and and uh, a lot of my family members on my dad's side uh, tried to talk my mom into giving me up for adoption uh, because, you know, again, 1980s, uh, no one really wanted a handicapped child in the family or whatever. I don't yeah. say, I can't say I blame any of them for it. You know, if the tables were turned, I might have suggested the same thing. <laughs> well, but, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a sad thing. You know, that, that really is. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw you a pity party or anything like that, but in my view, like, you know, yeah, you're right. In 1986, they didn't have all this stuff. They didn't have the ultrasounds where you can actually, I mean, look at what they got now. Jesus Christ. You you can see the baby inside, you know, the womb and everything growing. And it's like 3D printed and shit. But my thing is that that's pretty harsh, you know, uh, to think like that. And believe it or not, you know, I, yeah, Aaron can walk upright and all this stuff and all but I had a hard time when I was little because, um, like, I got tangled up in the umbilical cord inside my mom. They had to do a C-section to get me out because I was dying. Like, that, I was, yeah, I, I could have died in the womb right there. But, um, you know, I survived, and, of course, you know, I'm right here. But um, I had a lot of hard times. I did. Like, walking and everything. Um, I remember the story. My dad said that I just couldn't get it. Like I couldn't get it when I was little to walk. So I would still crawl and I was to a certain age. Well, then my grandfather, my dad's dad, he, he's, he told my dad, he goes, what's wrong with this kid? Is he retarded or what's going on here? Like, why isn't he already walking? Like, that's not normal. Like he needs to already be walking. Mm -hmm. And yes, I don't have the, the I, I don't have what you had, but kind of similar in that way where, that was the way of thinking. Yeah. Even mothers that, you know, hey, teenagers having fun, they have sex and everything. And they, there's like, okay, there's two ways we can do this. We can flush it or we can give it away. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a lot of stories like that. And and I, I hate to hear that that's, that was the mindset. But like you said, of the time, 1980, yeah, there was, there was no help at all. They was wow. like, here you go. You know, um, certain buildings that have been there since like 1950 something still had stairs. There was no wheelchair ramps. There was no ramps anywhere. <laughs> right. And it's interesting. That's, I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that too, because you're right back then when I was growing up, when I had to go to doctor's appointments, my mom would have to carry me up flights of stairs that you write. Like, man, I, you just unlocked the memory for, I didn't even remember that. You're right. 
no elevators in most of the doctor's areas that doctor's appointments that I had to go to. No, it was like, good luck, you know, yeah. and that's, and, and that's, that's fucked up. You know, they, they, uh, thank God we're finally, I, I think we're finally coming around to that where there's a lot. I mean, even if you, you know, you've been to a restaurant or whatever, even the fast food places you go, they got a, they got an air dryer. That's a little bit, you know, hand dryer that's down lower where the urinals are down lower. They have bars and where the toilets, where you sit down. So they, they, you know, they are accommodating now, but back in the day, they didn't have that shit. Like McDonald's, like you get a hamburger and sorry, we, you know, you're going to have to do what you got to do. Uh, you know, good luck to you. <laughs> so. I will say, um, Ohio, if, if nothing else, the one thing that Ohio is almost number one in, in the entire country, it is a disability first state now. That's good. You can actually even look that up and it's, it's one of the higher ranked states as far as accessibility and all that. So I will say that like in today's world, and I felt this actually for the last like 10 years, probably in my life, um, other than if you exclude young people, and we'll get to this in, in a minute because you know it's I, all I have inclusive. To, it's all inclusion, not this. Yeah, I have to deal with motherfucking young people not even wanting to make eye contact with me because they think I'm a living, breathing horror movie or something just because my hands look a little different. But um, uh, well, they, I, that's just ignorance, though. You know, they're just they're ignorant to the fact, and I know it's hard for you. you you're right. It I I don't know. I don't know how that is to, you know, to wear that cross, to have that cross to bear. I, I don't know how that is, but you know, when I was younger, I was an asshole, you know, probably like, what the hell? Like you, you, you have that instilled in you when you're little, right? You have the one kid that he's not really like the rest of us. So we're not going to look in his door. And it wasn't to hate on him. It was like, I don't know what to say. And there's really nothing to say. Like, our parents were ignorant as well. They, they, they're like, Oh, don't, don't talk to, you know, don't make fun of them. Don't talk to them. You know, they, they, you know, you're going to make them mad right. or something. And, you know, as I got older, now it's like, Hey, it, it, you know, shit, go to TikTok. That That thing has people missing eyeballs and noses and everything. You know, it's like right, right. regular, they're, 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 I hate to say regular because what is fucking regular? They're people. Everybody's a, a well, the, the the way that I um the way that I address it is because I and thank Christ for this. I'm a very extroverted person. I I'm, in a way in a way I'm more comfortable talking with people I don't know than people I even do half the yeah. time. <laughs> with people that I don't know, uh, there's no stress, there's no anxiety because I don't care if I fuck up. You know, people I do know, I care what they think of me. But um, you know, when I'm in public and ever whenever we go, like for an example, uh, me and my friend back in October, we went to uh, the the theater, the, our local theater to watch Terrifier 2. It was, we went on Hollow's, Hollow's Eve. Um, and he always lets me, uh, and he doesn't, he's introverted, so he'd prefer to this be any like this anyway, but we would always go up to the front and I would say, oh, hello, um, two tickets for Terrifier 2. Well, this girl had to have been, you know, maybe seven, anywhere between 17 and 19, a young girl. And when I said that, she doesn't look at me she looks at my friend. She goes, oh, okay, do you got, do you want, she didn't even say you guys. She said, do you want anything to drink? 
to you. I, I, I was just like, I was just, I actually said, I was like, ma'am, I'm talking to you. Like he's, yeah. you know, did you have a question for me? And she just looked at me and just kind of gave me this look like, and I wasn't trying to hold up the line. I was like, yes, we will both have something to drink, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know what that that kind of thing that that kind of makes you feel dehumanized, doesn't it? When someone does that to you? Yeah, because here's the thing: if you're gonna, if you're old enough to to, to take a job, which I think now you can get a job at 15 or 16 or something like that. Even at 15, 16 years old, if you do, if you're deciding to get a job in customer service where you have to speak to people, mm-hmm. you have to understand you're gonna see people of all different types, colors, and sizes. And I, I think there's no excuse for that. It would be different if I was just in a group of people out like at the mall or just at a restaurant and someone didn't know me and they didn't want to say anything to me. I get that. You don't have to, you know, but if you know, yeah, if you're if you're working at a restaurant, if you're a server or, you know, if you're working at the movie theater, just any place to where you have to talk to the customer. Yes, you are eventually going to get a disabled customer in some sort of way you know and i was just looking at this the other day i think the handicapped community in total makes up i think like 26 percent of the population in america that's that's a higher number than the black community the black community makes up 14 percent. so technically there's more of me than there are of them <laughs> so triple people yeah, there's more crippled people. We can take over. I, so I'm, and not only am I disabled, I'm white and disabled. So, and I think whites make up sixty percent or something like that. So if you add sixty plus twenty six, I'm I'm taking over. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, uh, you know. But seriously, I, I, we're not extinct. You know, there, yeah. there's the, the, the one of the biggest issues is this. Right, within the last, I would say within the last 15, 20 years or so. Parents who do give birth to disabled kids, they decide, well, we're going to homeschool them. We're going to keep them inside. We're just going to shelter them. That is not good. No, it isn't. Because now we do live in a society where Gen Z doesn't understand the handicapped community and they just, it it just get away from us. Just, you know, and yeah, Yeah. man, it is dehumanizing a lot in a lot of ways. Well, it it takes a lot. You know, I guess it makes you a stronger person when you're out in public and you're you're getting to interact with people and you're you get to educate people. You know, they look at, you know, someone and they're like, oh, that 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 person looks weird or they're not walking. They have to have a wheelchair or whatever. That person in that wheelchair can talk to them and say, look, I'm you know, I'm just like you fuckers. I just can't do half the shit that you do. But it doesn't mean that I don't like to have fun. I have hobbies, I have likes and dislikes, and it, it's, yeah, you're right, the shelter thing, and I think it's gotten worse, though, because now with, uh, when COVID hit, a lot of these parents, they still decide to keep their kids sheltered. You can't, you can't protect your kids their whole life. That is, that is, that's the job of the parent to want to do that, Right. But then also the job of the parent is also let them grow up. And you're right. I I think that if I was exposed more to people like that, kind of like what Michael J said, he was put in the the class with the, uh, you know, the uh, mentally handicapped kids and he wasn't mentally handicapped. He was just handicapped. I think he used the word retard, but yes, Yes, he did. (laughs) 
he did. But, <laughs> but no, no, I ain't bleeping that. Okay. Um, no, no. I, I mean, yes. Um, I, I've used uh, not like I haven't said the word retarded before. I think I used it on another show, but I don't know. Uh, I try not to like, I'm not going to go and call someone that's mainly handicapped that I call my friends that, and it's to joke around and, and, you know, it's a right to us. Yes. It's a bad, it's a bad word now. And all other words are bad, oh. but really, really, really. And truly it's, it's, to jokingly say it and you know i mean goddamn we're kids from the 80s and 90s that shit flew everywhere you know you said yeah. you called your friend a retard when you did something stupid you know or yep. you know jack you know you call him whatever and you know it's just now they're like well you can't say that because then you'll offend certain people and i i just think people just need to get a sense of humor and if you don't like what someone's saying you know no one's holding a gun to your head to, you know, make you stand there and listen to them. Right, right. <laughs> like, just keep yeah. going, right? I, like, yeah. the person's just ignorant. And, like, I know you probably haven't had the time to watch it yet, but, you know, me and Paul just last night did a great episode of Crossing the Streams. Me yeah. and that guy have such good chemistry for that show. And, you know, it's funny. We start the episode, and I'm thinking in my head, like, all right, this show's you know, I, in my mind, it's scripted out to be like an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. And we always end up going two, two and a half, three. Last night was three hours. And uh, I, I got him finally. I got him loosened up a bit. And, you know, and, 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 and he was finally not being, you know, PC, Paul, which, and it's like, hey, when you're on my show, don't be PC, you know. <laughs> and just like I said last night, you know, you can only get canceled if a you let people cancel you and you give yeah, a fuck exactly. what they think, or b if you're making money off of doing your thing that you're doing. And I am not doing either. I'm not making money, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't read the comments. I just do this because it's fun, and I love hanging with you guys. You know. Well, yeah. I don't know about you. And, and by the way, Aaron, I just want to say oh, uh, I was watching that Christmas special. <laughs> I heard. I heard Joey T say, oh, we should all, you know, get together one day and, you know, and then someone said, well, let's go to Cripple Cody's. And I think it was you that shot that down. Motherfucker, you guys can all come to my place and hang out in my huge backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's like, we need all, we all need to get together and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we can. And then he's like, we need to get everybody in one centralized spot. And I was like, yeah, but, uh, you know, Cripple Cody, he needs like, he, he needs certain things like to get him to go to like Philly or something. That's just not possible. Like we'll have to go to him or something. Uh, someone said, yeah, we'll go to him. So I, I, I really think that would be a cool idea to do that because I think it'd just be a blast with all of us crazy people in one building. We might, we might get that, that business in trouble. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, um, I have a bigger house. I have a bigger house than you guys think I do. I really I know, do. It looks like you're in a closet, right? <laughs> no. Um. Okay. So right to my, well, I guess to my right, but to your left, whatever, that's my closet. And yes, it doesn't have any door on it. Cause I, it's easier for me to get in there without. Yeah. Door. I, I have the only things I have in there is I have my safe on the floor because Again, I'm real serious about people not getting near my bank account information, my debit card, and all that bullshit. Yeah, and, uh, I have. A, I also have a few sex toys stuffed in there too. I, I named one of them. I named one of them Morgan Motormouth. You know, oh yeah, 
um yeah no i'm in my bedroom yeah so i i don't know it uh my bedroom's on the small side but like man well like i said i told mike this the other day i'm gonna have to have brilia take some videos uh because mike wants to see a video of me getting my own pop you know my own mountain dew yeah he he told me about that he was like how does he how does he even drink it i don't even know how he opens it and i'm like well he he uh, apparently he figured it out because he loves that shit oh yeah i mean we all have our uh our small little versions of addictions and whatnot me i do i love my mountain dew i I can't (laughs) explain it to you i gotta have something that i'm addicted to but um yeah, and uh, I'll have her take a video and show you how big my living room because my living room and the dining room is kind of connected, so it looks just like one big living room. And you know, and so I I have enough space to like if if a few rabid red people came down and 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 I wanted to hang out and drink in my dining room, I I don't drink, but I'd have a ball watching all of you get shit faced. Oh yeah, and, and let's and let's just be honest. Joey T, he just wants to get the fuck away from his family. He just wants to travel somewhere. <laughs> like, honey, I got it's a business trip. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I think he just wants to get conspiracy away. theories <laughs> going on around here. <laughs> he just wants to leave Philadelphia, I think. <laughs> He's yeah. like, get out of here. And and my God, he, he when's he gonna shave his fucking face? He looks like a mountain man right well, now. I, I, I don't hey, you know what? Whatever look he wants, I guess <laughs> just keep rocking it, bro. <laughs> I'm I, I can't have I can't have that. I would love to have my beard again. I'd have a lot of grays now from the last time I was able to grow a beard, but um yeah, uh my my job I can't have anything like that. For so right is, now, anyway. is that part of is that part of why you like to ha- just have a clean shaven face? It's something to do with your job? Yeah, it a clean shaven face or I can have the the mustache that everybody makes fun of me for, but I don't care. Sometimes I just want facial hair, you know, but I, it, but it's it, it's not like a style choice like i just want the mustache i would prefer to go a goatee or a full beard that's what i like um but yeah that's uh, unfortunately with the job that i have you know that's that that's the breaks i guess to earn money mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it, it it'll be fun to get everybody together and i i, I am glad I, I decided to be a part of this network solely a part of it because you know my other shows i did i love them i and i i you know the guys a podcast from beneath you know the horror you know podcast i i enjoyed the hell out of it and they gave me a place to go when uh things fell apart with my other show um which you know that shit happens right but then i got introduced here and i just um it's like a family here so we take care of each other and we we talk shit and all that stuff and it's all in good fun yeah, but I I know I know when I first going back to what you said with Paul, where you loosened him up. Okay, whenever I first got part of the network, uh, my wife goes, "Who is that guy?" And I said, "Oh, that's Cripple Cody." And she goes, "Babe, that's that's mean. What the fuck's wrong with you?" I said, "That's his fucking name. He it, he chose that name. Like that's his that's his moniker. Like I'm not gonna disrespect him and go." Uh, and how's it going? Um, uh, criminal coding. <laughs> like, it's like, bitch, say my name. But <laughs> can I, do I have to say that, Larry? Can I just call you CC? <laughs> but I, I think that would be disrespectful to call you anything else because I mean I've known you uh, as Cripple Cody because we have normal Cody and we have Cripple Cody, and so 
it's a joke on the network, you know, just kind of play on words, but, um, I don't know. How did that, how did, I think you've said it before, but how did that come about? Like, did you, you're like, well, I'm, I'm crippled. So, or I'm handicapped. So just call me cripple Cody. <laughs> no. So yes, I did tell this qu a quick, a quick version of the story. I think on some other episode, I just can't remember how long ago. Yeah, I can't either. Um, <laughs> so much. I had a friend, uh, his name was Harley. He died in 2020. Um, he was, he was addicted to, or not addicted. So he was allergic to bee stings. Oh, and as, as fucking luck was ha would have it, he got stung by a bee uh, this day. He didn't have an EpiPen and he died. Uh, right oh, my God, dude. So I grew up with him. Uh, shit, I I met him and fuck. I think I met him before I even graduated, you know, like 04, 05, something like that. So I've known him for a really long time. And um, we had a little tiny bit of a fallout somewhere around 20... 12 2013 just for a little bit it wasn't we didn't get into a big argument we just uh he kind of went down a different path i went down a different path um basically he was going down the path of you know a little bit of a partier you know he, he they they wanted to try out all that bullshit and again with everything that i just explained with how i had to grow up with my family being drug addicts and alcoholics i whenever i have a friend that goes down that path like dude get a hold of me when you're done with that shit like that yeah well then I would say somewhere around 2017, 2018, then we started talking again. And, and we had never like completely stopped talking. He would still get a hold of me. Like once, I'd say once or twice a year, he'd come over and we would just hang out for the whole day. You know, so we wasn't having a problem. We just kind of, you know what I mean? Like just went our separate ways a little bit. Well, in 20, I think it was like 2017, he got with this girl and got her pregnant because Harley never knew how to fucking pull out. Uh, <laughs> and I became I became friends with her because I I I can just click with women so quickly. Like I I know it might not seem like that because you know I'm off the wall and I'm crazy, but I am the the way I am on the network is the same exact way as I am in real life. But I know how to be myself, but without making the people that I'm trying to create connections with uncomfortable. I know how to do that. Yeah. So. I always have had a knack for creating quicker and closer connections with my female friends. To this day, I have more female friends than I do guy friends, honestly. Um, you know, if I'm not including anybody from the network in my real life, I only probably have like, mm, like two or three real guy friends, like that are real friends that I'll talk to and hang out with. But then females, I've got over like a half dozen, like I've got six yeah. or seven close female friends, you know, and it's growing still. I'm still meeting new people that I'm creating friendships with. Well, anyway, when Harley got with this girl, me and her became good friends. And it, it, it also brought me and Harley uh, closer. So uh, I ended up hearing this story one day. It was like 2018-ish, 2019, something like that. He was talking about me, uh, you know, he was describing me and there was other Cody's that we all knew too. And he just said, oh, cripple Cody, cripple Cody. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and again, like in his family and the uh, people like, oh, how dare you say that about him? But when uh, someone said that to me, I was like, you know what? I fucking like that cripple Cody. It, it has a great, <laughs> it, it, it rolls off the tongue. It has a great jazz to it. Like it's great. So we started using it and uh you know he'd always come over and like what's up cripple Cody? you know that type of shit uh and it stuck with me um and then obviously you know when he died in 2020 i think one of the ways that i 
coped with his death was like, okay, I want to keep this this one thing going because this is what he created. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the name Crippled Cody, I I feel at this point in my life, I'll keep it. I'll keep this nickname going for myself for the rest of my life. One because I love it because it it. it properly identifies me and it also shows off that hey i'm not miserable with my situation which i think helps make it more comfortable for others and and again equally just as importantly uh it, it's in memory of my my buddy who died in 2020 well that's no it i never heard that story that's that's a good way to honor him and you know that I, I think if people listen to it and, and, and take it in that context they're not going to be like oh my god why are you calling him that? you know like hey it his his buddy nicknamed him that and he he's not offended by the nickname he 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 owns it and i think that's that's something uh that's something to aspire to especially if someone's going through something and and just being miserable maybe just embrace it and just get out of your shell you know just a little bit and there's people that aren't handicapped that stay in this little shell and they don't just get out of it we only have one fucking shot at this folks. I mean, make make it the best one you can. Right. It's like, and, and, and I'm telling you, Aaron, like I, I know so many other people that just, they just can't seem to find happiness in life. And I've had so many people throughout my life tell me like, Cody, I don't know how you stay in a positive mood every fucking day of your life. Cause I, it really is the truth. Almost every day I'm in a good mood. I have something to look forward to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people have a hard time understanding it, but it's important for them to see that because it, it, it's more inviting. It invites them to socialize with me, and then they get to know me. And holy shit, he's a human being. He's a guy. He's yeah, you know, <laughs> he's one of us. Just Rex hands. Yeah, well, I, and that is, you got you got to understand. Like I said, it, it, it's ignorance. You, you're seeing it through. A different pair of eyes you know you you're like this is normal shit for me like every fucking day like this is normal to me you know and like i said what is normal anymore i mean everything's flipped all around and upside down nowadays but i mean we, we live in a fucking country a, a society now where you don't even have two genders anymore and now it's seven eight ten genders like the fuck and you know the and that's the thing about it is when someone when you don't understand something or you can't comprehend something, you get, it's a defense mechanism. You get mad and, and you, you kind of like get away from me. Like, I don't want to understand it. And that's not the way to be. You got to be a little bit more open-minded and talk to people, you know? Yeah. There's, there's going to be assholes in any fucking group and, and the news and all the social media, they highlight these assholes are like, you better not refer to me as this, or I'm going to, you know, punch you in the face or there's, I've seen, I've seen horrendous messages to people that are just, you know, their opinion and they say it. And these other people that want to be in this, you know, secular group, they, they attack. I'm going to kill your family. I hope you fucking die and all this stuff. And it's like, what do you think you're doing? You think that you're standing up and, and you're going to stand up for the other people, millions of people that probably have, the same idea or say whatever they identify as, which I, I don't care. Do what you want, but you're causing problems with, for them in school. You're causing problems with them, with their family because all their family think that's what they're going to do. Like they're just going to attack you because you didn't recognize them as a, a certain way or, or whatever they want to identify as. Yes. Do I think it's, 
it, it's outside of our box a little bit, right? And really, science is, you know, that's backed up. I mean, you don't have, you know, that the reason there are the genders, how they're lined up. And yes, we're smarter than animals. I get it. But you have a male and female, and then that's how you keep the human race going. We have more of us, right? I, I, I just want to say something real quick here, and and this is just me talking, and you know, I'm not, I don't think that you'll agree or anything like that. But <laughs> I, if there's one thing that has always irked me throughout my life, it's this this saying that we're all born equal, we're all equal, so treat each other. <laughs> that's not 100 true, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, you know, like. I, I, maybe like on the inside and what we're capable of. Yes. In that sense, we're born equal in, in a lot of ways, but as far as like what we're born, like physical strength, like, you know, it's obvious that a woman is not as physically strong as a man. And it's double obvious that a disabled person is nowhere near as strong as an able-bodied person physically speaking, <laughs> you know? And, and so you know, growing up with people always saying, well, yeah, Cody, you're in a wheelchair, but don't worry, you're just as equal as I am. Like, motherfucker, don't sugarcoat it like that. Don't lick yeah, my yeah. ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like tell, tell it to me how it is. No, and that's the thing. that That is a, that's that's a lost, I, I'm not going to call it an art. That's just lost. The, those feelings of, hey, don't fucking sugarcoat shit. You know, I, I can take it. Like, just tell me you whatever you say is not what i've heard on my worst day you know like or, or what i've been through on my worst day so you can either accept it or and move on or you get mad and it just ruins your whole day and it fucks you up and then you go online and talk shit and i think people just need to if someone doesn't agree you, you got to come to a i guess a mutual understanding what happened to that? Like a mutual understanding, like, hey, just like religion now, right? Religion, if I'm hanging out with someone and I find out they're Catholic, I'm not going to be like, you're fucking wrong, you know, or they find out that I'm not going to church every Sunday. You're fucking wrong. You're going to hell. Like that doesn't exist like it used to. You're right. And that's a good thing. Like, it, no, it is. It, it definitely is. But what I'm saying is that this is where we're at, right? So you got these people that are like, you're wrong and all this. And how dare you try to do this? And you're pushing on me. No, they're not really pushing it on you. I think it's just the popular thing right now that they are trying to push this through. And you got these crazy influencers that I really, if you look at it, maybe they don't even know what the hell's going on. Right. But you got the youth of America right now that uh, no, actually youth of the world right now that they're coming into this and they're starting to identify stuff and, and think in a certain way. And that's fine. I'm all for it. You're either for free speech and free thought or you're not. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like that aspect of it to where they're like, well, if you don't call me what I, what I feel, then you're a piece of shit. And it's like, you're not wearing a name tag. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know? I, and I tell you what, and I don't care if it makes me the bad guy or what, I will not go along with the identity game, the, um, you know, like uh, what's the pronouns game. I won't go along with it, you know, it, 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 and I'm waiting for the day where I go to a restaurant or something and we get a server who's clearly 
you know, female, but then says, well, just to let you know, my pronouns are him and he, and, and I, I'll just say no. Like, no thank you, ma'am. Like, don't push that onto me. And if, if yeah. that makes you uncomfortable, give us a different server. A server that knows what they were fucking born as. So, and here's the thing also, Aaron, because here's the thing. I can't wake up tomorrow and say to myself and say to others with seriousness, oh, you know what? I self-identify as Mr. Normie Normal Legs, and I'm not disabled. No. no. I'm <laughs> normal legs. I'm, I'm fucking disabled. I'm disabled, and, and, and I have accepted that a long time ago, and I love who I am. I really do. And remember, Aaron, remember, uh, you sp speaking of lost art, remember how when we would all grow up, what, the biggest thing that our parents would teach us is accept who you are, love who you are, love, you got to love yourself yeah. or you can never be loved by anyone else or anything like that. But now, it, now it's just, to me, like mental illness is not e even being addressed anymore. It's being encouraged. Oh, you, you feel like a woman? Fine. Well, you can be a woman. You can be anything you want. You know, like, come the fuck on. If you're gay, you're gay. That's fine. I have plenty of gay friends. I, I have, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have friends of all different diversities, and I'm, I'm happy about that because it does help me keep an open mind about different mindsets and different aspects of, of what you can feel. But I'm sorry, dude. This idea of just <laughs> identifying as something that you are clearly not, I'm sorry, just uh, stop. Just stop because that's a whole other mental disability that I can't even fathom. <laughs> well, did you, did you see this? I saw this the other day, and I don't know how real it is, you have people hurting themselves on purpose and being trans disabled. They want to be trans disabled. They want to, they want to identify at, I am not fucking around. I saw this and I was like, are you kidding me? Like people are actually harming their healthy body to be in a wheelchair so they can identify as disabled. You being a person that has been born with this. What do you think about that? Like what is that insulting? To you, is that like what? What do you think about it, other than calling them stupid or retards? Like, what do you what? I, well, I, 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 take I, I think that that is another result of people just having a lack of direction in life. <laughs> you know, again, people are these young, youthful adults have, were born pampered, a lot more pampered than either one of us was, and. A lot of them are being handed, gift handed, you know, things that they want in life. And I think it's a lot to do with like, I just have no direction. I don't know who yeah. I am. I don't know who I want to be. And I'm seeing all kinds of different opinions everywhere. Um, I, 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 this is my first time hearing this trans disabled. That's trans what it's just called. Say, I, I, I'm not bullshitting you. I thought it was like a Babylon B kind of thing. <laughs> like, cause I looked on Twitter and I was like, this has to be a joke. And it was an article. And, when I pulled it up in, in, in everybody's defense, whether, but I, you know, nowadays I think it's real because come on, look, look at what's going on, but it looked like a legit article where people are actually harming themselves to where they become disabled and they want to be known as trans disabled, or they want to be known as, you know, whatever disabled they're going to identify as that now. The, the only thing I can think of as far as like why you would want to be disabled is, um, you know, if you could get on government assistance like SSI, yeah. uh, food stamps. But here's the thing. Those programs, 
they keep you going to the point where it's like, okay, I'm just barely getting through this month. You're not going to have all kinds of play money after you pay your fucking bills. Yeah. And, and your fucking back's going to continue to hurt because you fell off of a building or something, whatever the fuck. So, no, I mean, and plus, and by the way, you get a lot less pussy when you're disabled. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you just don't want pussy anymore or what, but don't don't do the no the whole trans disabled thing. Fucking stop. We got enough disabled. You're not worthy of the handicap logo, my there friend. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Because you're, I mean, you know, I, I, I just it it boggles my mind, and I guess that, like you said, there's there's a lot of uh, unstable people, and you know, mental that like their mentality is just all fucked up. And I don't know where this whole thing turned, right? I don't know if it's always been around. It might have been. I don't know. This is all new to everybody. But I think I saw something the other day where I knew this person has always been, you know, um, you, you know, they've always been gay or, you know, uh, they identify as gay or whatever. And then now all of a sudden they, they added these pronouns. It's like, what? Like, you never, you never introduced yourself as this, you know, it, it just come out of nowhere. Like some, of, I, I'm not saying all people are doing this. I'm not saying all they, them, whatever you, whatever. I'm not saying you're all doing it. I'm saying there's a big majority of people that are like, Oh, so this is a thing now. So we can do this. Okay. So this, if the first time I met you, you never said that. And then kind of threw me back. And like, oh, okay, I guess this is a new thing. But when it becomes mainstream, now everybody wants it, right? Just like disco, just like metal. And I hate to I hate to dumb it down to that. This is how I'm thinking. This is my opinion. I'm thinking a lot of people that want to be a part of something are doing this to be a part of something. And they just, they're accepted, right? You're Come on in. We need all we can get. Come on in. Uh, and it, it's just hurting the people that are actually in that mindset to where they're like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is what I've, this is how I've always felt. They finally gave it a label, but now there's people that are just grabbing that label just to fit in. And it's like, no, you can't do that. That's not how that works. See, and I think a lot of it, a lot of society and a lot of morale and morals and all that within human beings in general, I think it all started to decline when social media started to get popular. Oh yeah. I, I think that was the beginning of it because <laughs> now we live in a society where, you know, you, you have to put it all out there on your Twitter or your Facebook and you, you have to make sure you say the popular thing and you, and let's be honest, we all get a little upset if someone calls us out on something publicly on a social media website. Like I've, I've also been upset. That's why, even though I'll do it from time to time, I usually don't put out too many personal thoughts on my Facebook yeah. For the most part. I will once in a great while, but nothing too, too much. I usually, I just, I like to make my friends laugh. And, uh, you know, I'm also at this point where, you know, all the people on my friends list, they understand I'm going to say some wild shit sometimes. <laughs> There's no sense in telling Cody to stop because he ain't going to stop. And and that's just how I am. Um, And I always tell people, if I have friends who can't handle my sense of humor, the way I talk, 
the fact that I do openly use socially unacceptable words in lighthearted ways. If I got people yeah. that can't in my life that can't handle that type of shit, they don't need to be my friends anymore. I, I, I yeah. think I said it. I think I said it just the exact same way on crossing the streams last <laughs> night. I refuse to allow Gen Z to dictate what I am and not allowed to say. Exactly. I'm not doing it. So, well, uh, it's social media, man. It, it, we all love it, but it's a very bad addiction sometimes. Well, it, 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 it's weird because now if you look back, okay, and I remember when, and it's something as simple as, you know, metal music, right? Uh, that was known as devil worshiping music. You had everybody in Washington, Republicans, Democrats, that wanted to get rid of metal music. They tried to get rid of Judas Priest. They tried to get rid of everybody. And then D. Snyder marched up there and schooled him like, "I'm yeah, I might have long hair, but I'm a smart motherfucker." And he and he brought it. This is this is kind of like the shoe is on the other foot, and instead of using that, you know, to walk a different path, now you're just like, "Well, now we're gonna do it to them because that was done to us, and we're gonna do it to the." And it's like now you're just further dividing everybody. You know, yeah. now, now, now you're getting a face full of your own shit, especially all these there's, and I've said it before, I don't align with anything really. I don't, and you can call me whatever you want to call me, but I, I, I listen to both sides. I listen. Okay. That is something that a lot of people don't do. You listen and, and, and let them explain their side and I'm not going to chastise you for it. I'm going to listen to you. I have my own opinions. And, you know, let's talk it out. I'm always like, let's talk this shit out. And where it goes from there, if it goes to a positive spot, cool. If it doesn't, then, I mean, it, maybe it wasn't meant to be. But don't, you like you said, don't. That's like me forcing you to not identify as that, as you are forcing me to identify. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not here to force you. Don't force me. Because yeah. that's not how this goes. This is not how this game is played with me personally. I, I would never do that to anybody. And and there's a much bigger divide today than there ever was 10, 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm serious, man. There is. There's a huge divide now. And you're right. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people feel like I have to be on this side or that side. No, you don't. Just be a human being. And like you said, don't don't step on other people's beliefs and don't let people step on yours, you yeah. know? And, just we can all coexist you know we can't well we're all on this flat earth floating in space so might as well <laughs> might as well get I only, I only get that reference because i watched a christmas <laughs> special you're welcome <laughs> i actually i actually watched some of the shows on the network that that you know what uh, dude it's so much to watch that's why i was like the sunday show is everything that happened on the network though, so everybody can go back and I, I don't know if it's helping or not, but I think it is because people are like, oh, I miss what they talked about here. And then we would show a clip or talk about, you know, crossing the streams, what you guys talked about or whatever other show. And then they'll be, oh, I want to hear what they had to say about that. And then they go and they watch that. It, it, that is like a conduit to the rest of the network. Like that's what I wanted the Sunday show to be yeah. instead of Michael J's Balber Walter special where he talks <laughs> like, no, this needs to be a clip show. This needs to be a fun show. This needs to be a show 
showcasing everything on the network. And he's like, we'll do it. And I'm like, well, fuck, I do enough, but all right. <laughs> and, and, and let's be honest, like Michael's, <laughs> Michael J's interviewing skills is about as good as my walking skills. Right? Like, <laughs> He's, he's pure shit at interviewing people. That's why back in the day, John would always interview people and not Mike. Oh, yeah. I know. I've seen I've seen his interviewing skills. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh, sure. have, have you seen my first, second, or third uh, fan film of your franchise, sir? <laughs> I made it for the price of pizza, sir. <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. I um, if if you want to be real honest, right now, as of this recording, the only two people that's actually carrying this fucking network is actually Anthony and Mandy Camino. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck up their name last names like you did. So <laughs> they're bringing in the views right now. My God, I will say I don't think the Toxic Horror Show should be six hours fucking long. But hey, that's their show. Whatever. <laughs> Hey, you want to do a marathon type show? Go ahead. I guess if that's hey, if they're bringing in the views, if if people want to hear them bashing on Steve Merlo and John Devins, Evans, Krevins, whatever the fuck their names are, if they want to hear that every week, week in and week out for six hours, more power to them. Yeah, uh, and hey, it's their show. So, and yeah. we don't we don't censor anybody on their shows. Everybody gets a. Uh, a fair share and everybody can talk about what the fuck they want to talk about. That's what I love about it. And I've always been that way. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. Like you said, they got the views. They got, they got a following and you know, um, I, I'm glad, you know, they're, they're continuing with it. So that's, that's a good thing. That's one yeah. good thing we got going. Definitely. And then may I say, may I say, if you motherfuckers, you and Mike would have listened to me seven months ago when I said, hey, bring in Anthony and Mandy, we could have had twice as many viewers by this point, but eh, whatever dude, it is. Whatever dude, it is. I, I'm telling you, I, I, and I've said this before, fool. I said it, that he goes, I, I, I talked to the cripple. I was like, okay, what did he say? And he goes, he... He he said Anthony's not that bad of a guy. But I don't know if he I don't know if he should come to the network. What do you think? And I said, Mike, what is this network? What do we do on this network? We let anybody come on and they have their show. That's that's what we do. So I said, I uh, if you're waiting for me to say yes or no, I'm like fucking do it. And then he's like, I don't know, I don't know, but. No, wait, wait! Don't go half-ass on me now with the the Mike Michael J impression. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know, uh, maybe I don't know. And then he's texting me and texting me, and then oh, after a few days, and then after that, he goes, yeah, he texted me that, yeah, he 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 told him that no or whatever. And I'm like, hey, it's your network, whatever. But I wasn't against it. And yeah, Anthony and and me had our our. It, it wasn't even. What's funny about what happened between us, it wasn't really like we didn't talk shit to each other, you know, like oh, only on the hot seat. But that hot seat was so, oh, man, I, I just wish we had the equipment. If we had the equipment yeah. to where you could hear everybody, that would have been 10 times like it, it just would have amped it 10 times more. Not yep. the show wasn't great like it was. You don't want to use the word better, but it would have been 10 times more intense. <laughs> I, I think so. Because I don't want to say it was better, like it would have been better because it was great for what it was. It was just that was the only thing lacking. And it's not your fault. It's not Anthony's or mine or uh, shit. We don't have the money to to handle that 
that fucking amperage that was going on for that shit. I mean, we, I think we underestimated it. We really yeah. did. Yeah. But, I didn't know if he was actually going to agree to it all the way up until like an hour before we did it, you know? And I, <laughs> I was going back and forth with him all day that day. And first he said, no, nah, I don't really know if I want to. And nah, maybe I will for you. And, and then by the end of it, before we went live an hour later, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. We'll do it. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> And, and it worked out because it got it me like it got us like 500 views for that episode. And I know it, I'll never get that, that type of views again in the future. <laughs> and then so. Mike, that fucking cripple, that fucking cripple, he did it. He got all these views, and I was like, "Good, I want him to get. The, I want, I want him to get those views. I want people to fucking do great here. Yeah. I don't give a shit if two people watch my shit. You know, I'm like, I don't care. But I, I, I'm not gonna get jealous or anything. Like he was. It, when he told me that, I don't know if he what he thought, you know, what I was gonna say, and I all I said was "fucking good for him, man." He got those views fucking right on. Um, and, and and no offense, but like that, the way things went with Anthony on that show, it wouldn't have worked for a Potox. Uh, no, 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 not no. That that was its own entity, man. That that was like that's what needed to happen. That show needed to happen like it did. So no, you're you're one hundred percent right, and 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 stop saying that because uh, people don't. Uh, I don't get offended easily. The only thing that I get pissed off about is when things are either taken out of context or you attack one of us for something that we obviously didn't do wrong. That we just do what everybody else does. And just because, you know, and I'm not going to go into it because it's been talked to to death, but that's what pissed me off. I'm yeah. like, come on, really? You're attacking the guy for an opinion. That's great. Okay. You know, uh, if you can't take opinions, then maybe you shouldn't be doing movies or doing a, a show about, you know, all these different movies and doing commentary. Not everybody's going to like to listen to you or find you interesting. I'm sorry. That's the one thing about the internet. Everybody has a show and everybody has like, well, I'm, I'm interesting now. So you're going to listen to me and I got this and this and half the shows that I've seen. And I think that's why I kind of veered away from the horror podcasting because I saw so many, it was like a dime a dozen. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do, I want to have fun. I want to laugh. And anytime I was on, if you go back to watch any of the podcasts from beneath, I was always making jokes and stuff and we would laugh and all that. And then, but I understand that some people want like a serious type thing, which is fine. There's an audience for it, but I don't want that audience. <laughs> I want, I want people that are not afraid to laugh at shit. And that's what we do here. Like, don't be afraid to laugh. And they tried to cancel comedy and guess what? Comedy won because why they are the real truth tellers. People in com comedians are the truth tellers. They're, they're the most honest and they have their insight on things and it resonates with everybody. Right. And that's why we laugh because it's fucking true. <laughs> like we laugh because yeah. it's fucking true. I, I, and you're right. Comedy is, is still thriving. I, I will say though, I do miss the old days when comedy could be a lot more nastier oh, and, and, and people and everybody whites, blacks, anything in between, everyone would just understood. It was just humor. It, yeah. you, you don't flip out and don't, you know, you can't see that, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like 
like you know no one no one's forcing you to watch this right i don't i don't get the whole we don't like him and there's a group of people that i'm with that don't like say say this show right here we don't like those two let's get them knocked off the network and it's like bitch you can't do that like we got an app we got a fucking website we're gonna talk on anything we want oh no youtube oh no don't kick us off of here like who gives a shit like everybody's on youtube and honestly i i'm i'm gonna say right here i think i said it before i think youtube is gonna be on the outs this next year there's gonna be so many streaming apps that we can sign up for to do what youtube used to be that youtube is gonna be it's on the down it's on the downhill slope it really is i think it's going the way of a fucking blockbuster you made your name you got to this high plateau but when you let the government come in and dictate whatever you put on here and all this stuff and not give people a platform they're gonna fucking leave yeah demonetize people and you ban people you're gonna they're gonna find somewhere else to go and guess what there's other companies they're coming I will say I there for a little bit in the mid 2010s I it did start to feel like Twitch was going to get really big I know because like you know at first it started out like okay it's just gaming but then it turned into like well you can pretty much stream whatever you want you know you can paint a picture or you can show your feet on stream you can you know do all kinds of wacky hot tub streams you know Jesus Christ God knows I've watched a few of those but yeah. uh, <laughs> like amaranth you know you can fart in a jar and sell it for a thousand dollars you know like twitch just almost there for a while became like the place to be because it was it was the alternative and then i think it got bought by amazon i think um and then like ever since then it's just well people are just on youtube and either the people that do stream on twitch they put it right on youtube so you can watch the you know you watch the the the, the it's You know what I think hurt Twitch more than anything is because you get these OnlyFans girls and they're like, we're playing video games and their tits are basically out of their dress and they're playing a video game. By the way, like and subscribe on here, but also join my OnlyFans, join my OnlyFans, join my OnlyFans, join my... It's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to, you know, put out your naked content. That's great. I have nothing against that. More power to all the women that do that, you know, but... There's also something of oversaturating something. And I think that's what that's what happened with Twitch. They oversaturated with these OnlyFans chicks and all these other idiots that, you know, like, watch us play video games instead of having legit fucking gamers. That's what Twitch was for. Mm-hmm. Legit gamers, hardcore, and they had an audience for it. And they fucked up because they let all the other people in and they're not legit gamers. You know, they're just playing with their boobs hanging out or idiots joking around. It's like, no, this was for like, you know, strategic, you know, learning how this guy plays this game and this and this and this or your favorite gamer. And it just turned into like, you know, it, it was like peddling, you know, that's that's the one thing that ruins everything. I think is when you pedal a lot. Guilty, I guess, for us because we always pedal our Patreon. But I, I'm just saying, you know, that's why we give them a shout out, and we're going to start doing more interactive stuff with our audience, and we're going to start doing some cool stuff. So I, I think it'll work out. But if you give something 
that I think that helps out because we are giving people. So we want to give, we want to give, and we, you know, as well as, you know, Hey, here's the Patreon, and yeah, we take two bucks off of you or whatever, which really isn't that bad. I don't think. Speaking of Patreons, I got to ask, like, it, it, has anyone heard from Lonesome Lenny lately? Is he alive? Is he dead? Like, what? Who's I don't know. Hey, don't bill, his bill's still getting paid, so I guess he's <laughs> I, I, That's all that matters then. No, no, no. We, we care for him, and he used to be very active on it, and I don't know what's going on with him. Hopefully, he's okay. Um I, I'd hate to think that he fell out of another vehicle 80,000 years later. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting story that I got to hear the whole story. I hope he, he actually does. But he's also a musician. So, I, I mean, you know, he's probably playing music or something. Who knows? That dude, I know he was on here that one day several months ago. Like, oh, there's not a sperm cell left in my body. And I don't get erections and all that. But, dude, that, that guy's probably getting so much motherfucking pussy. Like, he's probably getting more pussy than all of us put together because he is a musician. And he's he's probably getting those bitches to play the skin flute for him. Yeah, <laughs> he could be. Come on over to Grandpa's house, and you know, it, and it's December, so he probably dresses up as Santa. That's probably where he's at right now. He's yeah, he could be role playing shit as Santa right now. <laughs> I I did have another question pertaining to you. We'll get back on you now. <laughs> okay, yeah, we did. We veered off a little bit. You know Let's what? No, that's fine. It, I, these are your opinions. I want to know them. I I want to know the opinions, and that's what that's what this show's about. But I had I had a question and. We touched on it earlier where, you know, everybody was telling your parents either, you know, hey, let's, you know, get rid of Cody or we'll just put him in, you know, uh, you know, a foster home, you know, give him, give him up for adoption and all this. And it, it does say something about them to where they wanted to keep you. But I guess it was, uh, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, I mean, do you hate your parents? Do you hate them or... You just no. I don't hate my parents. I I do wish my parents were slightly different, but I also look at it. it it's not all doom and gloom. I know I kind of made it sound like that in the beginning, but that's just because I wanted people to understand that you know I don't. Yeah, have where are you coming here. from? No, it's not doom and gloom. Um, you know, because it, 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 as many complaints as I do have about my parents, they're not. You know, I wasn't sexually abused growing up. I wasn't beat. You know, if anything, I was spoiled. You know, my uh, my parents did. And see, that's it. My mom did take me out. Any, I felt like I feel looking back on it, like every couple of days, my mom was taking me out. We either went to the park, we went to the library. She took me to the mall. We went bowling. You know, uh, anywhere that she could possibly take me, she took me. Um. My dad was always more so the type of person to like stay home or, you know, he went to the bar a lot. See, when I was first born, my dad had a, like a mental breakdown and he locked himself in his bedroom for three months. Oh, my God. Yeah, he locked. Yeah. He locked himself in his bedroom for three months. My mom had to deal with something else. Um, her mom, my grandmother, she tried to commit suicide actually over my birth the way I was born. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. And, you know, just stuff like that. So my mom, you know, as much as much as I do have complaints about, you know, my parents, but let's be honest, we all have. So oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we all do. 
Um, and it's, it's so, it's, it's not weird. It's, it, I think it's natural. And, and, you know, and, and today in my life today, I actually have a stronger communication and a stronger connection with both my parents now than I ever did. Um, obviously more so with my mom, because my mom will still take care of me. Uh, you know, my, my, my mom doesn't live here. Um, I live here with my dad and it's more like, this is my house, you know, I, cause I'm the one that pays all the bills. I'm the only one out of the three of us, me and my mom and my dad, that still to this day can manage any fucking money. Um, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and what's annoying about that is, you know, at, at least once or twice a month, both of them are coming up to me like, mm, well, you know, if, if you got a couple of dollars, you can throw my way. No, you're I'm, I'm, no, <laughs> like I'm the one that's disabled. Like, I, why am I managing my money better than you are? Like, what the fuck? Um, so I, I'd say that's the only annoyance these days, as you know, my parents don't know how to manage their money properly. Yeah, my dad, my dad he still drinks heavily. My mom, she's still addicted to pills. She did let go of the hard stuff, um, you know, so I got to give her credit on that. Uh, but she is still addicted to pills. So back in 2016, um, my mom actually, my mom actually went to jail and then had to go to prison back in 2016. She, uh, she got caught multiple times with drug paraphernalia on her, and uh, <laughs> and. She, she, uh, the first few times she got caught, she would go to court and she would use the excuse, Well, Your Honor, I have a completely disabled son I need to take care of. I can't go to jail, you know. And believe it or not, that worked a couple of different times. They gave her probation, they gave her, I think, house arrest a couple of times. And you know what I mean? Like, but then how many more fucking times do you think you can get away with it? And then she finally, you know, got yeah. sentenced to like two years in prison or whatever. Well, in hindsight, that was actually a good thing because then during the time that she was in prison, I told her, I was like, mom, you can't come back here to live. And I, I spent the rest of the time of her gone explaining to her over the phone why it's toxic for all three of us to continue to live together and why it would be better if, if she lived elsewhere. Um, and event, at first she was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mom, what are you, you going to do without me? That type of shit. And I just had to get her to understand, like, I'm fine. Like yeah. I have friends, I have friends to help me. I have nurses, home health aides, dad, my dad does try, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't try. He does try in his mind. He, he wants to help me in any way that he can. Um, yeah. so it's not like he doesn't want to, uh, if I haven't said that already, but, um, you know, I finally got her to understand that. And then in 20, I think it was early 2018 she finally got out and she had it set up to where she she lives with her mom now and um her nephews so my cousins and my mom and grandma all live together right now um and it works you know they i think and they have a lot of drama over there but i always tell her like hey it ain't fucking over here so I'm, I'm good. um and there's a lot more there's a lot more honesty between me and my mom and me and my dad so uh I, I do still hate certain aspects about them. You yeah. know, it's like, man, like I wish, because here's the thing, <clears throat> had they worked throughout their lives up to this point, like actual legitimate jobs, they could have, they could be like retired right now. They could have a little bit more money. They could help me. They could help themselves. But yeah. instead, instead they took the, the loser's way out, you know, and, they used my money and they used drug money and all that bullshit. And it just, it, it, and here we are. And now, now they're both on SSI. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, now neither one of you are any better than I am because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
No, I just, I hate being lied to. So, you know, and that's, it took me a lot of years to get my mom to understand. If you just tell me the truth, we can discuss things. Like, yeah. We can discuss it and we can come to a compromise, something. But, you know, if you lie to me, you, you're losing my trust. And all over again, if I don't have respect for you, I don't care if you're my mom or not. I don't want to speak to you. Um, and, and, and I'm, I hold grudges, you know, I, um, I can hold a grudge against anybody, family, friends, anybody. Um, and it took her a lot of years to understand that, but you know, we're right now, we're, as of this recording, we're at a good place and, um, I don't know. It, it, so no, I, the, the short answer is no, I don't hate my parents. I wish they could be better. Um, but no, I don't hate them. You know, and that's the thing, you know, uh, of course, me being a, a a father of two boys, you know they're they're doing fantastic, and I'm proud of them all the time. I make sure to tell them that. But as a parent, you you want to at least try to guide them in a certain way, and you don't want to be a disappointment. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I was always afraid to disappoint my parents. When really they didn't want to disappoint me. You know it. it because you you respect them so much, you know, and and they they want to take care of you. And you know, my parents weren't perfect. They, my parents they got together when they were young. They had me at eighteen years old, you know. And my dad didn't know how to be a dad. He knew how to be an older brother, and you know, it, I probably annoyed him with crying and all that shit. Um, but I I I don't think my parents didn't love me at all because they did. I, I do believe that my mom's father was like, hey, you know, maybe we should, and this is the time, maybe we should give him up for adoption or something. You know, you're too young. You need to go out and do, and my dad, he fucking, you know, hey, props to him. He fucking rolled up and said, and, you know, my grandfather came out and said, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm here to pick up, uh, I'm here to pick up Kathy and I'm going to, I'm going to take care of, you know, what the baby, you know, they didn't know what I was at that time and he let him go. And here we are today. But yeah, my, my parents, you know, they've screwed up a couple of times and I'm not saying they, I, I wasn't beaten or anything like that, but you know, a lot of stuff that happened with me was I, I was, you know, it, they were hard on me. They were harder on me than they were my other brothers. I have two brothers and, um, I was always, you know, made to, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I would always think, <clears throat> you know, when I was younger, I always thought like months in advance, like, what am I going to do this next month? Like I got to get this done and this done this. And then when I was a young adult, I kept doing that shit. And now that I'm 41 and yeah, I have to take some, you know, med medications and stuff to even me out. But now I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I live for today. You know, I, I don't want to think about what's going to happen tomorrow. I need to think about what's happening right now because so much crap has happened. You know, I've lost, I've lost people I care about to, you know, they've, they've committed suicide or, you know, they've died of whatever causes. And, and it's like, you got to live for today, man, because if you, if you try to live in the future, you're not you're not going to enjoy the present, right? You're just going to be thinking always ahead too far. So you got to level it out. And it took me a long time to grasp that. It really did. 
So and, and I'm not going to blame my parents because that's like the you know I like I said they didn't know how to be parents when they had me. They did. My mom was still a, a teenage girl, and of course, probably like, oh, it's like a it's my own baby doll that I made. You know, <laughs> like I'm gonna you know th this is neat. And my dad was probably like, shit, I got to go to work and I got to do this and oh shit, the kid's crying and all this. So yeah. And they didn't know how to be a, you know, parents at that time, but they, they did a fantastic job. I think me and my brothers, we were family men and, you know, we're still around and we, we've ra raising our kids. And, uh, so they didn't do too bad of a job, I guess. <laughs> oh, they did a fine job, a very fine job. I, I gotta ask, you said you're on medication. Um, other than Viagra, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> it's Bluetooth, bitch. Nah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a lot about blue chew. That's like the new popular hard dick pill. No, uh, thank thank God, not yet. I, it, it'll probably come if I don't start changing my ways, which I I plan on doing. I need to get back in shape. Um, no, it, it's uh, I got you know I take uh, my pills for cholesterol. Um, I take I take one medication. It's for uh, anxiety. Um. And that's, that's due to being like a little, you know, I just take everything and put that weight on my shoulders, which no one asked me to, it's just something I do, you know, naturally. So I have to take something for that. And that kind of evens me out. And, um, what was it? Blood pressure. And what was the other one? Oh, blood pressure, cholesterol. And then this. So, okay. Yeah. Now, I, I do have a question because I also deal with anxiety from time to time. I, I, I Again, as of this recording, I'm 36 years old and I'm I'm not yet on any medication. Uh, there's been times throughout my life where doctors have attempted to put me on medication, but it's like, man, I'm trying. I want to go as long as I can in my life without having to be on medication. I know it eventually happen, yeah. but not yet. Um, they, I, I at one point had borderline bad cholesterol. I think they said, uh, and they, and this doctor. And he, he doesn't give me the benefit of the doubt. He said, well, you know, I want to put you on this medications because I don't want you to have to feel like you got to change up your diet. Because in his mind, he's thinking, well, this fucking crippled guy, he doesn't have nothing else to look forward to other than chocolate cake, probably. So <laughs> but, but I, <laughs> I told him, I was like, look, I don't need the chocolate cake every fucking night. I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, so I toned it down to just snacking like two nights out of the week instead of all seven. Yeah. And it got me back down to a normal level un enough to where, okay, I'm not in the red anymore. I'm not at danger right now. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, at the beginning of this year, I caught one of the COVID variants. I don't know which one. And it, it fucked me up a little bit because uh, I don't think I've even talked about this yet on the show on any of our shows. But uh, I started uh, experiencing dizzy spells after I recovered from COVID back in January. And it led to me having my very first seizure back in April. Yeah. And and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I've, I've never in 35 years of my life, I never ever lost consciousness like that or had a seizure or anything. So it, it, it fucked with me a little bit and scary. Then, shit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, went to the doctors at that time, the doctor said, well, you know, maybe it wasn't a seizure. Maybe you just had a spill, you know, and back in my day, we just would have a spill from time to time. And maybe it wasn't, I was like, all right, motherfucker, whatever you have to say. <laughs> And then, 
and then here just at the beginning of November, I had another one. And I didn't even talk about that one anywhere. So I had another one here at the beginning of November. And then the doctor at uh, at, the, at the hospital, he said, well, you're going to have to be on seizure medication now. And, uh, you know, that if you don't want to have seizures anymore, we're putting you on seizure medication. And I took it for like two, three days. And I just instantly, I could tell, I, it's like I had a different person's brain in my fucking skull, you know. And I, I stopped taking it and then I went to go see my doctor and he said, he's like, look, you, if, if it offends you that much to have two or three seizures a year, uh, then go ahead and be on medication. But he's like, I'm telling you, you might, you might just want to deal with having a seizure once in a great while instead of having to go through the possible side effects of, of, you know, the seizure medication or what it could do for you. And I was already on that mindset. Like, okay. So, cause here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the neurological damage that I suffered was due to COVID. And it's not a guarantee that what happened to me because of COVID, it's not a guarantee that I'm going to have seizures the rest of my life. So it's like, okay, get on seizure medication and possibly fuck up my health in other ways, or just yeah. take it easy, take some precautions and, you know, let it, let it see for a couple of years if it, if it dies down or goes away or, or whatever. And, and you know what I mean? Um, I actually, tomorrow, actually, um, I have a, an appointment at a hospital with the neurology, uh, the office of neurology or whatever. And there, cause I, I want at least to try to find answers. And also my big thing is I want to make sure I don't have anything serious going on. Oh yeah. For sure. I want to make sure that I didn't, if I had a stroke, I don't know it. I don't know that I had the stroke, but if I did have a mini stroke, I'd like to know it. And, you know, if, if there's something else that's starting out and, and we can prevent it, I'd like to know that now, you know what I mean? So that's what I told my doctor. I said, yeah, I'm not taking this fucking medication uh, for now, for right now. I want to just see how things goes and, you know, see if I can at least find some answers to what's going on first. And then we'll see. So, for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm happy that, that, to say that for right now, you know, I'm, hopefully I can at least get to my 40s before I'm on any. <laughs> but um, it, the, it happens. You get older and yeah, yeah. things things uh, don't work like it used to. Maybe, maybe I, I'm not going to, you know, say it wasn't, uh, you know, the virus you got, but it could have been. I mean, it could just be getting older as well. You know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, and then they, they uh, well, I think they are, because they already did some sort of CAT scan on me. And even the doctor said, he's like, I don't think you have epilepsy. I don't know what, why you had, you know, and I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have epilepsy either, because here's the thing. Where's my favorite place to go, Aaron? The strip club. <laughs> There's nothing but titties and strobe lights in the strip club. Why wasn't I already in a strip club by this point in my life? You I, was know gonna I, mean? blame the, I was going to blame the anime you watch. <laughs> I, 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 I only watch some horror anime. I don't watch a bunch of it. I will... I will spank my meat from time to time to some hentai from time hey, to time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they still got strobe lights and shit in there. Like the, yeah. Like what happened with Pokemon whenever that first came out. All these but, were like, oh, oh, oh. like what the fuck yeah. happened? What happened to Timmy? He's on the ground. But the thing is, is like, and that's the thing. Like 
I didn't, I also don't believe unless they tell me otherwise tomorrow when I go get more tests done, I don't think I have epilepsy because not just the strobe lights at strip clubs and all that, but video games can have flashing lights that to, to really fuck you up. If Oh yeah. Never in my entire life got dizzy or weird headed or anything like that from. So it's like, man, there's something that's going on because of COVID. And it's like, I, I got to try to find answers. Yeah. Um, but I, the hope reason, find them. I hope oh, you find them. I hope you find answers of that. Oh, well, thank you, Boo. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's dangerous, dude. Fucking anything to do with your head, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, the reason I brought up the medication, uh, I wanted to ask because you said you suffer from anxiety from time to time. That's why you're on anxiety medication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you ever? Because this has happened to me every so often. It happens more in stressful time periods than it does anything else. Do you ever like? get inside your head a little bit and create scenarios inside your head. That's never happened. That might not ever happen and just get super stressed out about yeah. something that's nothing. And then just, just cause you imagined something you might have to defend yourself against or prepare yourself for. Have you ever had that? Um, I think that's why, um, uh, like I would worry too much. Like I told you, I would worry about like, what is this? Like I, uh, at one point in my life, I thought I was very, like, I was so far behind because I had people around me that were, you know, they were being successful. They were making better money than me and everything. I thought I was falling behind. And actually, I was looking back on it. I was doing great. I mean, I owned a house. I had two boys. You know, they were babies at the time. And, you know, I was like, what the fuck else are you trying to do? Like, you worry too much. I don't know if I would, I would create scenarios to answer your question. I think I would just worry about the future too much. Like what's going to happen next? I need to know. I need to have this. And I was trying to control shit that you really can't fucking control. No one can. So I think that was part of it. And when I knew there was a problem was I had to have been like 25. I was just driving uh, my work truck and I was just driving and for some reason I felt like like there was a huge weight on my chest and I couldn't fucking breathe so I had to pull to the side of the road and I, I mean I just had like tears streaming from my face I was just like so like like just I was mad I was just I get so mad and why are you so mad and upset what the fuck and then it went away so then I just took it as, oh, maybe I just, I don't know, weird shit. Maybe I ate something weird. I don't know. So I just, I let it go until I was uh, in my late thirties is when it was really bad. Like I, I was just like in a bad spot. Like I would have these outbursts. Like I would just get, and I never, I never took it out on Geraldine. She didn't know. I hit it from everybody. I hit it. I hit it pretty fucking good. Like everybody thought, Hey, this is happy Aaron. And he's always happy and he's making jokes and stuff. And really on the inside, I was so fucking like everything got to me, like the littlest shit, it would just make me mad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I finally went to the doctor and they're like, okay, here's this, 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 uh, at that time. And I'm, I don't have it anymore, but, uh, the, the Xanax, they, they gave me that. And then they gave me this other thing that I was on. So it kind of leveled me out. And after that, I just let things started. It just lets it melt off, you know? And there's sometimes I, I forget to take my medication on the weekends. Cause on the weekends I'm out late hanging out with friends and I'll come home and go to sleep and forget to take drunk. it. You're getting drunk on the weekends. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, having fun. So 
and I forget. And then the next morning I'm, I get that, that feeling like, Oh man, like very, very anxious and very, like very irritable, you know, like anything just irks the fuck out of me. And I'm like, okay, I need to take this. And then I get leveled out again. You know, like everything just kind of levels out again. So I have to have it. And unfortunately there's other things that I've, I've heard about that help you with that, but they're not legal. <laughs> and you know, you can't really, you know, I got to go the legal route. So with prescription medication, but I wish I could do the, um, I heard, I heard it was like microdosing, uh, with, um, I guess some mushrooms, um, microdosing with those. And I heard that, um, there's a podcast I listened to and the, one of the guys, he has that same problem. He started microdosing, and, uh, he said, man, he, he, he threw his old medication away. He's been fantastic ever since he's better. He's better than when he was on that stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I could at least try that. But unfortunately, you know, you can't, you know, uh, unless you want to break the law, which I don't want to, <laughs> like, I, I have a good job and you know, I just don't want to fuck that up. So I, but it doesn't that suck that there is alternatives to, uh, pills and everything. And, and you just can't do it. They, oh no, that's, that's, that's going to start digging into, you know, pharmaceuticals, uh, pocketbook. So it's illegal and you gotta, you gotta take the pills that they're selling, you know? Well, actually it, it's so funny because here in Ohio, things are a bit different. Um, me being disabled, I could get my weed card in, in, in easily. If Damn, I dude. <laughs> I, and, and, and if I, and if I was the type of person that wanted to be high and wanted to be on that stuff, I could get it so fucking easily and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't get no penalties. I wouldn't uh, get kicked off the, my SSI food stamps, nothing. I, I would just have to spend money going to dispensary and, and, and buying it. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I'm not sitting here saying like, Oh, I know the rest that the rest of my life, I'll never ever want to be on that stuff. I'm all eventually experience physical pain. Uh, God knows I already experience emotional pain from time to time, but yeah. uh, you know, who knows? I, um, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I do feel also that I would rather take that, that path, that alternative path instead of pills because, you know, and again, I don't want to really go down the path uh, that destroyed my family, you know, pills, pills. pills. That, yeah. I don't, no, and I get that in that, that must be like, that must be hard for you because you got to get past that. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, my wife, she had to deal with her, her dad, uh, when they were younger, he, her dad, he was in the Vietnam war, you know, and he saw some fucked up shit and he decided to find, you know, alcohol instead of anything else, therapy or whatever. So he went to that. So she's very, like, very sensitive to that. Like, she doesn't care that I drink, but if I like, you know, if I grab a beer a little bit too much, then she'll be like, Hey, you need to, I'm like, Hey, I'm not like that. You know, you know me, I've been doing this for years, but I try to keep my drinking to like, maybe like if it's a hard day, like get a six pack and I'm good. And on the weekends, I'll buy an 18 pack and that'll last me the weekend. You know what I mean? If it's just me drinking out of it, it'll last the weekend. Does, you know, uh, this do that. Does Tyree lift his, put his hands in your beer and take one from time to time? Oh no! It, hey, when we're together, that's uh, you know, we we both buy our beer and we have a nice chest and we share. We don't care. 
You, you, you know? two don't ever be like, wait a minute, did you drink that last beer or did I? Because I think that's my last beer. Okay, look, if we want to get into beer etiquette, okay, when you're at someone's house, and it doesn't matter if you bought the beer and there's one left, that person that you're at their place, you offer it to them first. <laughs> hey, there's the last one. Nope. And I'm like, nah, we'll go get more. You take that one. I'm still working on this over here. So once again, my good friend, that's not how it is here in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you snooze, you lose kind of thing. Yeah. No, um, I, I forgot. Does Tyree live with you? No, he lives oh. in the same town. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought like his wife divorced him, kicked him out, and he lives with you in, in your basement. <laughs> no, nah, he has his house. Um he has his his daughter and um and uh, both the both my nephews are out of there. Um one's in the military and one works with me out in the oil field and he has his daughter there and of course his wife, but they have a house that's like just not even that far from me. Um, where the tavern was, <laughs> that's where, that's where everybody hung out. But yeah, no, we don't live together. <laughs> we, we, hang out, we hang out a lot. So maybe that's why people think we live together. <laughs> um, I was thinking, cause I, you know, I was watching that deer do well as Christmas special. And I heard someone say, I heard you say, Oh, like the only person on, on our network that doesn't go on different shows is Tyree. And then I got me a thinking. Maybe Tyree should come on to the hot seat one of these days. We think we could talk him into that. Oh days? yeah, I think I, I he, I think you can. Uh, his his work schedule right now is crazy. That's why we're kind of on hiatus until the first of the year. Um, so um, yeah, he he's working nights right now. Oh, okay. Oh. When he when that changes, when he's available, you inform that big boy that he's <laughs> maybe not my very next candidate, but he's a future candidate for a hot seat episode. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna dive deep into the life of Tyree Lee. Dear God, I've I've tried that and I slammed the door shut and screaming. No, <laughs> it could he be, it he could be a fun episode. No, he has a lot of good stories. Uh it'd be a good episode. He used to be in a band. And they would tour and stuff like in the back of a freaking van all over the place. He could share all the cool stories. He's I mean, a musician too. I mean, he plays the fiddle. He plays guitar. He plays mandolin. He play He's he's very interesting. He has some funny ass stories too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he'd be a, an amazing, uh, uh, you know, guest on my show. Oh yeah, he, he he'll do it. Yeah, he he ain't opposed to doing it. All right, let him oh, know. Okay. I, I, let him know I extended the offer to him because I know he doesn't. Does he watch any of the shows? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, you go ahead and tell him I offered him to be on the show. Even his best friend that has like 18,000 shows on one network, he only watches the one with us. And that's not, you know what? No, I take that back because he'll, when we're, when we're hanging out, um, and there's a show going live. We'll sit there together and we'll be drinking and watching the show live. So I, I think he's watched some crossing the streams. He's watched, uh, he's definitely watched living in the past. And, um, and then of course he'll watch, you know, I don't, I don't even think he watches rewatches near do wells. I do just to see if there's any funny shit I can grab off of it. I 
like it. Uh, and I don't know, like he must think that I don't have a problem with it because I don't have a problem with it. But he'll he'll throw his own little lighthearted jabs whenever you guys bring know. me up. <laughs> he said I he said this the other night. He said, Oh, what they gonna do on crossing the streams? They're gonna sword play, they're gonna sword fight or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it, you know, and yeah, I I, I think it'd be oh, fun. He, uh, you know, he runs with me, so uh, and vice versa. You know, we run together. So I mean, we're we're pretty much we got the same kind of sense of humor, and I think, you know, the first time he met me, he insulted me, and I laughed, and he's like, "I like this motherfucker." Like, he he didn't care, and I I love that. You know, I don't know what kind of vibe I give off to people. Like, even even Mike is like, uh, uh, the the cripple thought you might be mad at him. I'm like. Tell him I'll never be mad at him. What did, what what happened? He goes, well, he said this. I'm like, I, I I'm an open fucking target. Like I don't care. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna piss me off. Like uh, if I find it funny, I'll fucking laugh. And if not, I'll be like, well, fuck him. I'm gonna come after him now. Like and say something. But most of the time, I'm very easygoing and I try to have fun. And and if anybody's worried about upsetting me i i deserve any kind of insults i really do <laughs> all the shit i've said and done i deserve everything that comes my way <laughs> that's how i feel yeah i definitely i did do that because i can't remember what it was but yeah i treaded lightly when i first came in you know and because i oh, didn't know no. if, i didn't i haven't met i didn't meet all of you until i think i was like two three months in of doing that tales from the crypt stuff yeah and, my god i gotta say uh that tales from the crypts drained me uh, you know, and I, I'm not afraid to admit, I, I got to the point where I didn't like doing it at all. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't say it. Yeah. And I didn't say it on the show or anything like that. But like, I started telling Mike, I was like, look, dude, like, I can't do this on a weekly basis anymore. Like, there's nothing more for us to talk about as far as like living life as a crippled person. Like, we talked about it all. I said all the offensive things. I can't, you know, now at the point, uh, I'm just at the point of repeating myself. So, you know, we, we tried to take it down to once every two weeks and then we tried once every month. And then we, I, he noticed and I started noticing like we'd get guests on, you know, and I'd interview them. And then I would say, wait a minute, like that was a fun episode that we did. Why? Because I was able to, to bounce my personality off of someone new and I could interview them. And then, you know, and then it just went from there. And then we turned it into like, hey, no more Tales from the Crips. Let's just give Cody his own interview show. And so I, I'm way happier doing the cold couch episode <laughs> and, uh, and the crossing the streams with Paul, me and Paul have great chemistry and I, I okay. love the shows that I do. No, you're, you're doing, you're doing fantastic, man. Yeah. You can see the chemistry on and I'm glad you did your own interview show, but I'll tell you what the, my, my favorite, my favorite tells from the Chris was that crazy lady that y'all talked to that shit had me oh. dying laughing. When she said, when I go, when I die and go up to heaven, there's going to be pugs up there and golden retrievers and my husband naked in a bubble bath. I'm waiting for all of them. And I, was, I'm, and I, I, could, I think I made fun of her right to her oh, face. She and she didn't notice. It was, a, a, it was, that is like my favorite tales from the crypts. That is the favorite one. That's my second favorite one was the chair demonstration. I was fucking dying i was like crying and it wasn't because i was laughing at you and what you were doing i was laughing at mike because he goes okay uh, for the audio i gotta describe it and oh there he goes oh i can't do it i can't do it dude 
that right there made me fucking laugh my ass off. And then you're jacking up, you know, you're like, you're jacking around in the back doing your thing. And he's like, you look like a fucking puppet. You look yeah. like a fucking puppet. A, I, a, little, a little fun fact about that episode. Um, when I was doing that on camera, I almost fell. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I, I lost my balance real quick when I went to go sit down real quick and I almost fell. It probably would have been funnier if I had fallen. But no, thank God you did. But. Uh, I think that's what made me laugh. And I showed my brother the episode. I showed everybody I know the episode and no one, they didn't react to it. And I was so pissed. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, why are you laughing at him? I said, I'm not only laughing at him. I'm laughing at him when he's doing his little dance in the background and acting like he's jacking off. That shit's funny, but I'm more laughing at Michael trying to do the commentary for the audio for people listening. And he just fucked it all up. I think that is the funniest shit to me when things are trying to go serious and it fucks up and I just fucking laugh. And I've known that and that shit has happened on shows of mine. And I'm like, what a fucking dumbass. Like, why did I do it that way? Or why did I say that that way? But yeah. hey, out there. I think like, as far as tales from the crypts goes, I, the interviews that I was doing, there was two people that came to my mind that afterwards it just made me. And I think you even told Mike, you were like, Oh, I can tell he was pissed in that interview. There were two people that just had my piss of boiling. And uh, the, one was, the one guy was the, um, it's not, it, what was it? It's all inclusive or something like that. It, it's not, I can't remember what the fuck he was saying, uh, what his saying was, but I kept trying to, huh? Matt something. I can't remember. Uh, the director of operations, Matt, Matt McDonald's or something like that. And, and he just, I couldn't get that motherfucker to loosen up. He was just wanting to do this goody two shoes, fucking all inclusive, disabled people, able bodied people, working as one, and we all having a good old time. And then I would say something like, "Well, yeah, have you guys ever had a good old time at the strip club? You know, flopping yeah. all over in your face." And he would go, <laughs> "No, well, let me just tell you, no, we don't do that. We do appropriate." And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, like. You mean to tell me you don't you don't think about ever getting yourself some fucking pussy? Because as a disabled person, I try. I want it pussy. That's what I want. Video games, wrestling, horror movies, and pussy, and Mountain Dew. <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Yeah, don't forget Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Maybe I'll pour the Mountain Dew on the titties. I mean, ah, you know, that's I don't know. Can but, I? Um, can I he, guess the other one? Can I guess the other yep, one? Yep. It was the guy that was on America's Got Talent. That guy. Yes. Yeah. The 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 co the stand up comic or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because he he was just being also he was being a little too PC. I couldn't get him to to say anything that would affect oh. his career, man. And then I'd put him on the spot on something. He would just say blatant lies, in my opinion. And he would yeah, he just wasn't really being himself. I hate that when I that's my biggest thing, man. When I get a person. <laughs> When I interview someone, my goal is to loosen them up and get them yeah. to be their true selves. And the, the, the stand-up comedian guy or whatever you want to call him, I do sort of understand that because, you know, he does have a career. Uh, he tried to say that he used to perform in front of 600 people, but I'm willing to bet you needed to knock off a zero on that number. <laughs> probably just a room full of 60 people. Most of them was probably family members and distant family members. But um, 
I just, yeah, I couldn't get him loosened up. And those people who I just couldn't get loosened up, that was, uh, that, you know, it wasn't fun for me because it, it doesn't mix well with my personality. It, it, it I, I get it too. Like when people are like, I better be careful what I say. And it's like, look, just talk to me like you would talk to me if there wasn't a camera on. And I, I'm, I'm like you, there's some, there's some, there are some people that are YouTubers that are very famous and everybody knows them. And I'm like, this dude does not talk like that. This woman does not talk like that in public. What the fuck are they doing? That's why I can't stand some radio hosts too. They don't, they like, just come with it real. Don't be like, well, today we have this giveaway. And you know, it's like fucking talk like you would talk to me. I think that resonates with people a lot more than being fake. So I, Get it. I get what you're saying. That would piss me off too, but I could tell you it I looked at your face and he's like, Oh, I got this much money in this, and you're like, <laughs> I think I, well, I think I even rolled my eyes a couple of times too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's a little a little tiny bit off subject, but like no, go ahead. Me me and Berlia a couple of weeks ago was looking for something to watch on YouTube. And man, I, my algorithm, my recommendation list on YouTube's all over the fucking place. <laughs> well, a, a, an old episode of Jerry Springer prop popped up in oh, my YouTube algorithm, and it was a full episode and it was, uh, um, it was a full, like a 1993 episode. So really fucking old. Oh, and it, it, it was just, it, the title was it, the title was something like me and my whole family are racists. Here, here's why. And the whole episode was just these religious fucking kids just talking about how they were going to kill the Jews when Jesus comes back and they were going to send the blacks back to Africa and just all, and me and Berlia were laughing our asses off. <laughs> and that's the thing, man, like back then, like, you know, you could air something like that. And it was like, people just understood if you don't like it, turn it the fuck off, switch to another channel. And, but you're right. Nowadays, any kind of content creators, YouTube content creators, everyone's got to sacrifice their own dignity, their own freedom of speech, and they just got to be on the popular side. With exactly, it. and and that just takes away from the originality. I think, you know, when you're when you're trying to tow a certain line instead of towing your own. But yeah, I, I miss those days. I mean, god damn, it was still kind of the that was the early days of the you know of the talk shows where talk shows they I think every talk show had like a a clan member on it, a Black Panther guy on it, uh, you know, all these different uh, variations of people, and they would just cause all sorts of shit. And um, yeah, it, those were the, you know, it was it was fun. It was a fun time to watch shows and stuff. And those those people were making money hand over fist, dude. I mean, that's why Jerry Springer's a household name, and he's a fucking you know millionaire. He's still. <laughs> Didn't he attempt to be a judge or do a judge show or something like that? Oh, oh God. Yes. <laughs> I saw I, I saw some I saw some episodes. It, it's terrible. Yeah, it's like, come on, Jerry. Like you were good as a tacos, but as a judge, like leave no. that leave that to Judy. Yeah, like <laughs> leave that to Judy or someone that used to be a judge. Yeah, he tried that. There was another show that he did that I was kind of addicted to, and it was ridiculous. And it made me laugh. That's why I kept watching it. It was called Baggage, where these contestants came on, and then they would fucking open the briefcase, like, what's in your, what's in your, what's your number two secret or whatever? And they open it up, and 
like, is this a fact or this? And they would open the case and reveal what they really did. Like they slept with their cousin or something and everybody in the audience like, Oh my God. But he did that. It was called baggage. I think it's on, um, it, it's on like the Pluto app. It's on one of those channels, game show channels. But anyway, mm, um, okay. And I, I'm a huge Pluto TV fan. I, I know I, I've said it on plenty of our ep, my episodes. I love Pluto. Do you TV. remember when it first came out and it was like all these like you would get some like movies and stuff, and then the rest of it is like shit from Europe, like mu- European music videos, and there was something called Kaboom TV, and it was like just yeah. chicks in bikinis just dancing around and. Well, now, well, now they have the the Dallas cheerleader channel where it's just you just cheerlead. It's like, okay, are we all supposed to jerk off to that without it being not family friendly? Like, I don't fucking know. But I do remember because yeah, I found Pluto TV. I think it was like somewhere around 2014 or 2015, and they had a god awful looking logo back then too. Oh no, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, uh, they've come a long way. Like I can honestly say, into like these days, I can tell one of my friends and i believe it or not i still know people that don't even know what the fuck pluto tv is i'm like what the fuck where are you like like where are you right now in life um and i can honestly tell them like look if, if you don't want to pay for cable anymore pluto tv free <laughs> all of the imdb tv whatever the fuck to be like to just substitute especially if you don't care about the new stuff that's coming out you just want to watch old classic stuff man you don't need cable just watch no. those fucking free apps I um I remember when I first found Pluto TV, uh, it, it had a horror channel like it still does. It has two yeah. horror channels now to, uh, also. But back then they would only play the same six or seven movies in loop. And and I would always wonder, like, my God, I've seen Leprechaun three eight times this week. <laughs> Put it on some diff- but now, thankfully, now they have so much good content that. What you if you want to plant yourself on one of those movie channels now it actually feels like you're watching like do you remember back several years ago when Cinemax and HBO and uh, Stars they branched out to multiple channels yeah you'd have Cinemax Action and Stars this and yep. that and 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 honestly like that's what Pluto's movie channels feel like now just with commercials so you know they they play the same dozen movies maybe for a day or two and then they swap some movies out for something else a few days later and it's it's way better now than how it was and and honestly for me i love just turning it on and watching some classic horror movies that i saw years ago and i don't mind commercials and it's like man i'll leave this on all day just as background (laughs) noise and it's like god damn like i used to pay for channels to to just me horror movies all day that i've already seen now i'm i'm getting it for free just with some commercials it's all right and you have to and so funny because i actually don't mind commercials because some of those commercials are actually funny to me so it's like (laughs) fine i'm good with commercials but yeah man pluto tv god damn pluto tubi i mean there's so many and there's more popping up all the time Mm-hmm. I, I think I subscribed to something called Fear Flicks, and it's like twenty dollars a year, and it has a lot of independent stuff. And people I follow on Facebook or vice versa, they their movies are on there. So, oh, cool! I, I try to keep up with them. But I, yeah. uh, I, I've ever since twenty fifteen, I've been subscribed to Shutter and Screenbox. And I, and you know, and it's so funny because people poke fun at me. Well, why would you want both? But that's and that's because. 
both of them have different stuff on it. You know, Shudder is more of the, like, hey, I know those movies. I want to rewatch them. And now Shudder's known for their originals, which most of their originals are pretty decent. Yeah. Um, and Screenbox has a lot more of the indie stuff, a lot more of the film festival stuff. And so I think both of them, now especially that Screenbox is owned by Cinedim, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, and Bloody Disgusting, now they're really putting in some effort into it. And, uh, you know, they got the Terrifier movies and all that. So um, I'm, I'm loving the, the, the streaming content that I'm getting on a daily basis. And I'm never bored, to be completely honest. Yeah, I, I, I like that there's, there's so much out there. Sometimes it's annoying, but I'm kind of glad it's out there. Like you said, if you're like in a certain, if you're more into a certain genre, it, it, it you, there's a streaming app for it. And yeah, you might have to pay for it or like Tubi is like gold. I mean, shit, you can find anything on Tubi pretty much now, but yeah, I'm, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, you know, like you, you get away from cable, but then if you add up all the apps that you pay $8, $12, fucking Netflix is going up again this next year. I mean, it's what? like, God damn. I ditched Netflix a couple of years ago. I, I Netflix just never has anything that I want to watch to be completely honest with you. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that I I enjoy watching like TV shows and stuff, but other than that, like the new content, I've seen some of it, but it's just not that great. Like their their documentaries are great. I love watching the documentaries on there. Um some of my favorite shows are not going to be on there anymore, which pissed me off, but whatever. Um they either canceled them or what, but I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens this next year. I think a lot of cool stuff's going to be happening, especially you know, movie wise. I can't wait, you know, to see what else everybody else is going to come out with. And Terrifier Two just raised a bar, buddy. So uh, there's yeah. there's people gunning for him now. Which and I am because I I feel like we're about to enter back into a brand new golden era for oh, sure. Yeah for shock horror and it's all thanks to terrifier uh you know i just seen a a trailer just the other day uh by this new movie from the director of the midnight meat train it's called the price we pay or something mm. like that and it looks okay. brutal like yeah look up the look up the trailer on youtube oh, definitely think, will. yeah it's, well, i think it's called i think it's called the price we pay or something like that a new movie that's coming out soon um but yeah i think we're going gonna go back to you know blood and guts splatter fest for a lot of horror movies i hope because that's what i love i i you know and i do i love to see some titties in my yeah. fucking movie but you know what <laughs> if i needed to have a trade-off you know show don't show me the titties but show me more blood and gore fine that's fine just do it. <laughs> and that's the world we live in now you know blood gore violence it, that's okay to consume but sexualizing yeah. women no we can't do that no more Oh man, you know what? I I think you would do awesome, and I'll reach out to him. I don't know. Um, Night of the Night. Of, what is it? Oh, Return of the Living Flet with uh, Kyle Flett. and I was on that show. And this dude loves talking about horror movies. I think you should reach out to him because I think that would be cool to be on. Uh, you could be on another show, and it's on another network, and you could kind of branch out a little bit. And yeah. he he was he was fun to talk to. He I he really was. I, I could have a brand new place to uh, push my GoFundMe at. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of that, I know it's getting late for me. I've got I gotta yeah. gotta get this Christmas week going. It's a short week for me, thank God. It's a short week, but 
I'm going to be busy for like the next two days <laughs> trying to get everything. But you know what? Longer than I thought you were going to allow. So that that's nice. Oh, no, <laughs> no. I, I, and I wanted to get as much as we could. Um, I, I hate putting a time limit on people, but it is Sunday night. <laughs> so. It's okay. Yeah. You got to go take your meds. I get it. <laughs> I got to go rub one out and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife's probably already sleeping, so you'll have to do it on your own. <laughs> oh man, no! I, I appreciate this. This this was a fun show. Yeah, uh, dude, I I always love talking to everybody, and finally we got to sit down and talk. I I hope we got to cover uh, as much as you wanted to cover, and if not, we'll have to do it again. Um, especially, we'll do it again. Yeah, I mean, I want six months to a year from now, we'll do it again, maybe, because I, I, I feel like we did get to cover a lot, but I'm not going to lie, there was, there's so much more to cover. I, no. I you know, I, maybe on a future episode, I can talk about my high school life and talk about my early yeah. 20s, but there was just so much more that we didn't get to cover tonight. So who knows, maybe, you know, maybe this upcoming summer or something, maybe we'll do a part two of the cold Yeah, couch. for sure. No, so. we, we, we will definitely do it, my friend. And, uh, like I said, uh, you know, check us out on the network. We have a Patreon. I got to pimp that. <laughs> so, and our T-shirt store. Plug the shows. Yeah, plug all the shows. Uh, you know, just go to Rabbit and Red Radio, and you'll see everything we got to offer. So, um, and of course, you just all help out our buddy over here, Cripple Cody. Go to the GoFundMe, help him out. And, uh, yeah, become a patron, become part of the family. Um Again, thanks, Cody, and we'll we'll definitely do this again. I know I'll see your mug on some other damn show talking shit, like always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>